Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Sports presents the Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula. And the pitch. High fly ball, deep right field, and that one sails on out of here. Long home run, Corbin Carroll. It's a one-run ball game. It's 3-2. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on, ripped down the left field line. That's going to be a base hit for Castellanos. Harper is off to the races, around second. He's heading for third. The helmet comes flying off. They're going to wave him to the plate. The relay home is not in time. Harper scores from first as Castellanos is in at third. And the Phillies take a 4-1 lead. Here's the pitch. It's hit out into right field to his left, Margot. He'll get there to make the catch. He throws toward first. Leone gets back, but tagging at third is low. He races in to score the game's first run. Swing a high drive, deep left field, backing up Barsha on a run, turning. It's gone. Home run. Royce Lewis will touch them all. A two-run shot to light him up here in Minneapolis. Coach just sprung that on them on a Sunday, and they went out there and had probably one of their better practices ever in pad, so... Uh, they they have responded up to this point, so it, but it's still a process, right? And the, the tell tell will be when when uh, the clock reads zero uh, Friday night. So. Okay, cool. Let's start over. Uh, good morning. Welcome into Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Anna Bellinghausen. She's joining me here today on a Wednesday, which is off to a terrific start. Uh, we have a great show for you here today. We are powered by Cornhead Lager. I don't know if you've ever thought to yourself, you know, if I drink more beers, I'm actually going to help Nebraska football. Mm. Uh, I know I have. Okay. And now it's actually true because wow. Cornhead Lager is the NIL beer of the 1890 initiative for Nebraska. So technically, every beer you drink goes directly to help Nebraska football. You're doing the Lord's work here drinking Cornhead Lager. So responsibly. But uh, we appreciate them powering our show. Uh, on the show today, we will have... Uh, some terrific guests. Brian Christofferson, as always, at 8 o'clock from Husker 24-7. Kevin Suits from 1011 News in Lincoln. Our guy Marty Cordero will be here at 845. I think we're both going to Union Omaha tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. They're riding an 11-game unbeaten streak. Ten of those are straight-up Ws. And then we'll talk to our friend Avery Howard at 9 45. You can always be a part of the show uh, at the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline, 888-638-4876. And, of course, you're listening to us on AM590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you want to find us, podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in. All of that being said, Anna, how are you this morning? Geez, I'm good. I didn't realize the rush hour traffic in Omaha is real. Um, I yeah. will now yeah. be humbled by that and... <laughs> It's, it's turning into L.A. here in Omaha already. Yeah, I so I've been working from home mostly for the last three and a half years. 
and every once in a while I forget normal rush hour times mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this and that. And then I get in the car and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> And it's like 5.30, of course, and it's a terrible time. I know. I forget I live in a city sometimes. I'm like, oh, wait, there are other people trying to get to work just like I am. Yeah. So. Well, did you grow up here? I did, yes. So it it also is really hard for me to get out of my head that it's not like it used to be. Like, mm-hmm. th- this did not used to be a thing. Like, you could avoid going one direction on totally. the interstate for like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, and you were fine. And now it's like a two, three-hour gap on either side of rush hour. And it's like, well, I don't know how much I like this. It's funny because when I leave work, I feel like sometimes the earlier I leave, the worse the traffic is. I'm like, oh, I'll leave at 4.30, you know, maybe beat some traffic. <laughs> no. That's when everyone's leaving nowadays. Yeah. you Honestly, I think you have to be on the interstate by like 3 to avoid yes. rush hour traffic, which is really dumb. Mm-hmm. I hate it, um, but it is what it is. I guess, you know, the perils of a growing city or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um but we appreciate Anna joining us here today. We've got, uh, obviously, some Major League Baseball to get to, which is, uh, you know, as I was telling you when our mics were off. Um, Major League Baseball. Whoa. Um, the, this is probably the most baseball. Because I, I watched most of all four games yesterday, and that's probably the most baseball I've watched. Well, four games in a day is aggressive. Mm-hmm. So probably the most since I've watched last year in the playoffs, but certainly the most I've watched since the Red Sox were, again, not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, I realized, oh, this is not a very good baseball team. Uh, So it's nice to enjoy competitive baseball again. Uh, Not that the Red Sox played any of that this year. (laughs) Uh, Are you you a big baseball fan? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I grew up a Royals fan, so I feel your pain on the competitive baseball this year. You know, 100 wins is not, or 100 losses is not fun. I I probably don't have a lot of room to complain next to a Royals fan. Yeah, it's tough out here, but I mean... Got 2015. That's all I needed throughout childhood just to keep that spark. But, no, I grew up going to the either Omaha Royals games or Storm Chaser games, whatever mm-hmm. year it was. And then G- Did Husker you get a little baseball. Golden Spikes? Or are um, you too young for the Golden I Spikes? I was not. I don't remember the Golden Spikes. Okay. But I did have in my room a Golden Spikes helmet signed by Billy Butler. Oh, nice. But I had, like, never understood when I was a kid. Like, I was like, why is it? I was like, Dad, why is the logo? Like, was it an alternate uniform? I, I didn't understand. But yeah, thought, for sure. Whoa. No, it was like this weird four. I don't even know how long it was. It was only a few years. Mm-hmm. They're just trying it out. Well, it was, it, Union Pacific had bought the team, and so they wanted like a train-themed mm. whatever. Um, and I don't know if they still own the team. I have no idea what happened with it. I think they sold it, and we're like, okay, we're going away from this silly logo. Um, but, yeah, so there was uh, – There's, I mean, it, there's actually some really quality Omaha Royals memories. I remember watching Johnny Damon at Rosenblatt. Yeah. Like, that was pretty cool. I mean, Bo Jackson played a game there. Yeah. I mean, you want to go all the way back, which I'm not this old, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like – like George Brett played there, yeah. like Brett Saberhagen played yeah. there. All of the great uh, Royals from the 80s came through Omaha. So it's a pretty cool deal. And, you know, Marty Cordero, obviously, who's joining us today, 45, to talk about Union Omaha, pretty involved with the, uh, I would say, Omaha Storm Chasers as well. So uh, maybe we'll get into a little bit of memory lane for them. Oh, he has some stories. There's an awesome picture of Marty laying on the ground of Rosenblatt <laughs> the day that they, the last game yeah. ever played there for for the Royals at the time. And it's a, it's a pretty just iconic building. So we'll oh, have to ask sure. him about some memories. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we will, uh, we'll talk to Marty at 845. I'm excited. So this will be my 
first ever Union Omaha game. Okay. I've been trying to go for the past like couple years, just didn't work out for whatever reason. But I hit Marty up. I was like, Marty, it's time. Let's get it done. So I'm going tonight. I'm very excited. Their fans are rabid. Like That's what I've heard. That's kind of why I want to go. Yeah, these soccer fans do not mess around whatsoever. We had a uh, an event with them, a women in media event. Mm-hmm. So we had a it was a women's sports panel. Avery Howard and I were on it, and and some other influential women throughout the community and the soccer community. And their whole entire section turned up. Yeah, they're all their fans showed up. It was amazing. They packed uh, the theater at I don't know like 7 p.m. on a Wednesday. It was okay. incredible. So just their support, not only like on the field but off the field. They do so many community events. Mm-hmm. It's pretty remarkable to see just the just the group and the love that they that they found with soccer in Omaha. It's amazing. Yeah, soccer fans are a different breed. Oh, kind for of sure. Wherever you go, obviously the. Um, I'm a I'm a big Premier League fan, so like those fans take it to the whole other level, right? But even you know, there's this group of of like U.S. men's team and women's team soccer fans called the uh, American Outlaws, and those people are like on a whole other level. Also, they travel all these games, and they've got I think there's a chapter here in Omaha, but they have kind of these chapters throughout the country, so you can do watch parties mm-hmm. and stuff with them, and sort of get the whole soccer fan experience. So. Uh, really excited to be a part of that tonight. I uh, I might have to go get some gear. I like their the 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 scarves are sweet. Yeah, and it's getting it's getting kind of that time of year, starting mm-hmm. to cool off a little bit. So I might have to might have to check it out. I'm always I am always a sucker for a good hoodie though. Too. Oh yeah, I got chills throughout my body. I yeah, I'm gonna be like Taylor. I'm gonna get chills throughout my body, <laughs> Shane. Uh, unless I wear a scarf and I'll be all right. Uh, playing away games. <laughs> Because uh, I haven't gotten any of that hurt at swag yet. Yeah, I'm you still, need to get these sweatshirts. You Come know, on. I keep, I keep, I keep hitting Chris up. I'm like, hey, bud, just run into the closet in there and just <laughs> grab some. That's the funny thing is, I don't know where any of the stuff is because I've only been to headquarters like six times. <laughs> okay, ever. I'll show you next time. <laughs> All right, the next meeting, I'll show you. Because I don't like, I work there, but I don't like actually work there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always here. So, and here is the hurt at sports bar and grill. In case I forgot to say that, which I do almost every day uh we are at the h&h chevrolet stage we appreciate them for sure we've got some people chiming in already on you guys on the chat thomas travis uh somebody who is bald apparently uh really appreciate you guys checking in already uh where i kind of wanted to start today though was you know I'm, i'm listening to the press conferences of Matt Rule from a couple days ago, from Tony White last night or yesterday, from Marcus Satterfield yesterday. And, you know, we keep hearing about this Sunday practice, right? This, oh, we practiced hard on Sunday. We went full pads, which I suppose I don't have a f- total frame of reference for, but seems incredibly rare that they're going full pads the day after a game, right? Oh, 100%. And so I'm, I'm starting to think in my mind, the way they're talking about this thing, the way that Rule had talked about after the game, hey, you're going to find out about us on Friday, you're going to find out about Nebraska football on Friday. And I'm starting to put these pieces together, and I kind of have this flashback in my mind to, have you seen the movie Miracle? Oh, yeah. I'm having this flashback. You know what scene I'm talking about already, mm-hmm. don't you? I have this flashback in my mind to this scene after an exhibition where Team USA does not play well, they're flirting with girls in the stands and, you know, not J.J. McCarthy, like, kissing them in the stands. <laughs> but, 
um, flirting with girls in the stands and, and kind of figuring out what their after game plans are or whatever. And Coach Herb Brooks is not having it. And so they stand there and they do lines over and over and over again until this thing is over or until he's satisfied with, with their responses on, on who they are as a team. And I keep thinking about this, and it's way too early to know, obviously, right? But I think there's a chance if this goes the way Matt Rule thinks it's going to go, not just Friday, but long-term with Nebraska, that we might end up looking back at that Sunday practice as kind of a big deal long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten that sense at all? Am I just digging too deep here? Like, what have your thoughts been about the way they've talked about it? Because they've kind of put a lot of emphasis on what happened on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously it is unusual for a coach to say, all right, boys, you know, put the pads on. We're going to do a full practice this Sunday, obviously yeah. after a Saturday game where you just completely get blown out. So I think it'll show a lot of character throughout Nebraska and the team that they have. And I, I do enjoy the way that the players and the coaches have talked about it because I mean, you don't want the guys to come out there and say the exact same thing, right? They haven't been blown out like that all season long, so they should be talking different. They should be it should feel re- different. responding different, yeah. right? And so I think Husker fans should have been worried if they would just hear the same thing over and over again after every single game, regardless of that score, regardless of the outcome. But I think them being transparent and, hey, that sucked. We don't want that feeling mm-hmm. again. We're going to do something about it, and this is the discipline that we're expecting out of these players, I think is is a positive step in, in the right direction. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, Robbie, in your uh, little metaphor there, if you will, <laughs> uh, to Miracle, a great movie. Um, but I, I think it could be a, just a turning point or a realization point of, hey, guys, like this coaching, <clears throat> this coaching staff is very serious about what we're doing. Yeah. And um, – just kind of just kind of show that they're about it, right? It's they're yeah. not just going through the motions. It's not like a lip service thing, right? Like Matt Rule can go out there and say like, "Hey, we played unacceptably." But if you continue to do things the way you've done them, are you just enforcing it's like, "Okay, I'm saying it's unacceptable. Obviously, we'd like it to change, but we're not actually going to mm-hmm. do anything differently." This is I mean, this is a very tangible thing that we can point at and say, "Hey, that's that's different. That is a different thing they did. They didn't like how they looked on Saturday. They didn't. And honestly, it seemed like, hey, until we play or you show on a field that you are or on the grass, as they like to call it, uh, which bothers me a lot. I don't know why. I didn't know that. They say they like to say grass. Tony White does almost exclusively. He goes, oh, we got to get there out on there on the grass. And, and it I'll be mm. honest, it drives me a little crazy. Um, it's turf. It, it, I mean, whatever, field, <laughs> turf, whatever, just he, he calls you gotta it. You got to get on the grass and play ball. Every time. And I'm just like, Tony, I need you to stop. I, I understand, though. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I, do it when the lights are on, right? Yes, Tony, do it when the lights are on. Uh, but, no, so it it was a, it was a, to me, it was an interesting step because you usually don't see or, I, I guess, hear about a lot of the, like, oh, this is a thing we did differently in practice. Mm-hmm. Like, coaches usually don't give you that. Right. And not that he even gave you specifics, except for he was like, hey, we kind of got after it. Like, we went and said, hey, if you're not going to play to the standard that we set on Saturday, you're going to have to go out there and do it the next day, which is why I thought of that scene in Miracle, because it, was, it wasn't about – like, if they had lost 45-7 to seven, and Matt Rule genuinely thought, hey – 
that was our best football game. And it was like off day. Yeah. That, I think that would bother a lot of people. Even well, I mean, it would. It would definitely bother a lot of people. But I mean, like if if he if they went out there and they executed to the best of their ability, and Michigan was literally just thirty eight points better than Nebraska. I actually think Matt Rule can live with that mm-hmm. in the moment, right? Because he's like, okay, we got to get better players. We got to develop the players we have. A lot of the things that he talked about, right? But he doesn't feel that way. He very clearly does not feel like Michigan is right. 38 points better than Nebraska. And I don't know what that number is because Michigan is better than Nebraska, by the <laughs> way. Like, that's not a hot take. I don't know if the right number is 14. I don't know if it's 21. I don't know where it is. But – Obviously, Matt Rule felt like 38 wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, hey, if you're not going to meet the standard on Saturday, you're going to meet it on Sunday. And if you don't meet it on Sunday, you're going to meet it on Monday. Like one of these days, whether the lights are on or not, we're going to make sure you meet that standard. And then we'll figure out how to make sure it happens on the right day. Actually do it when the lights are on, right? Thank exactly. you, Shane. Um, so I posed this question to Johnny Rogers and Tommy Frazier on our show with them. Do you think it was a lack of effort more so or just a gap of talent? So I actually – obviously there is a talent gap, right? For like sure. There's, there just is. Um, which is kind of funny because the talent gap between – Ohio State and Michigan, if you want to go by star rankings, is almost the same size in the talent gap between Michigan and Nebraska. It's Hmm. like three-ish to 13 for uh, Ohio State to Michigan, and it's about 13 to 24, 25 for Nebraska to Michigan in terms of their, like, pretty consistent rankings. Michigan doesn't recruit in that super top tier, but they recruit guys that are perfect fits for them and then develop them really well, so... That's just – I thought that was interesting. But – so there is a talent gap, right, between Michigan and Nebraska. But I didn't think they didn't play hard. I thought they played incredibly tight. I thought the effort was there. But if you're trying as hard as you can and you're playing tight, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Right? And so that's what I thought it was more than anything. I got think – I thought they kind of got in their head about, hey – this is the number two team in the country. It's Michigan. Like, we're not there yet. I think they went, and, and Coach Rule and, and Coach White and Coach Satterfield all, all kind of talked about this. A lot of guys were out there trying to be the guy not to make the mistake rather than being the guy that yep. wanted to make the play. And to me, that's just that's playing tight. And I mean, the, the most glaring issue had been the turnovers. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we still saw – Obviously, the fumble getting recovered, that was great. But, but then Sims, or excuse me, Heinrich getting the ball batted down mm-hmm. the first drive, right? And that kind of set the tone and took the morale, I feel like, out of the Huskers. So, yeah, I think they were playing tight. Nobody in a post-game press conference after a win says, yeah, we played so well today. We were super tight. I was, yeah. you know, like no one says that, right? It's, I was feeling loose. I was confident. I was, yeah. you know, I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were having fun. No, it – and – you know, Coach Rule brought this up. It's way easier to say, see on defense, right? Because defense is kind of a more, like, I get that there's structure and there's there's um, there's assignments and everything like that. But it, it's a it looks a little bit more free moving mm-hmm. than an offense does, which is like, hey, you have to run here and do this. Um, there is a big difference if you go back and watch Minnesota, and then you go watch Michigan. Just the way the defense is moving around is there's a huge difference. And I get the opponents are different. I get there's a huge gap between Minnesota and Michigan. But 
I think there's some things that you can see on tape that you look at and say, oh, that's a Nebraska independent of opponent thing that they didn't do as well against Michigan as they did against Minnesota. And that, to me, is kind of the most interesting thing because I didn't really think about it in those terms until I think Matt Rule said it. And so I went back and watched, uh, thank God for BTN and 60, um, I went back and watched the Minnesota game, and I was like, oh, yeah, they did look a mm-hmm. lot different. Oh, yeah. And to the it, to a it, to a degree that it almost looked like a different team. And, and I don't know how much of that's like, okay, Singleton got hurt, play one, Lenhart's out, Reimer's out. And that's something we can get into kind of throughout the show. I'm curious how much those injuries – because we, we, coming into the year, right, and tell me if you were on this page or not, it felt like we were concerned about the depth on defense, especially defensive line and linebacker. We're like, hey, we, we like some of these guys, but, but I don't know how deep they are. Mm-hmm. Then after four games, we're like, oh, he can throw anybody out there, right. and it's going to look great. This guy's a genius, which he probably is, but it doesn't matter who's out there. And then you start to see some injuries, and you're like, oh, is that a Michigan thing, or is that an injury thing? Like, how much... Like, how did you kind of process through that with the injuries and, and how much credit or blame you gave them to how things looked? Uh, I mean, injuries do obviously matter. Sure, yeah, especially to three of your better players on defense, right? And right? it's your it's your best tackler, so I think that um, just takes out a lot of the leadership, right? And the the communication, I'm sure, was a big part because you're looking at guys to fill in the gaps that barely have played college ball, right? You're yeah. looking at freshmen, you're looking at sophomores and guys that haven't had that experience necessarily. And you're also playing the number two team in the country with the first right. year staff. Yeah. So I feel like Husker fans were maybe too quick to say that because we expect so much out of Rule and his capabilities as a coach and his coaching staff that we sometimes, I feel like, forget, hey, this guy is in his first year at Nebraska yeah. learning it as well, just as we're learning him and who he is. And you're playing the number two team in the country with so much pressure. A new stadium basically just got announced $450 million. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of buzz going around Lincoln. And um, it felt like the week leading up, everyone said, oh, it's been quiet and whatnot. But, I mean, maybe there was a reason why, because this team didn't feel like it could compete at that level yet. Yeah. And Matt Rule did say that after. He's like, it's just – it's the gap, right? We're not at that level of Michigan, and it was obviously apparent. Mm-hmm. And I think that should light a fire under them too, though. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get into that more. I also want to get into uh, the Heinrich Harburg situation and the quarterback situation in general because I actually think there's something that kind of flew under the radar with Harburg's performance on Saturday that I want to dig into. We'll have all that and more coming up on Herd at Sports Radio on AM590 ESPN Omaha.